Merry Christmas Seahawks win edition. We are in a car with our beautiful mother actually here on a little family vacation. Uh, going to Vegas for Christmas. Yeah, we're right outside of Vegas. I think you can probably, if I'm looking over this way, almost see this. Nope, can't see the strip, but we're close enough charging an electric car that we rented. Yeah. So far, the electric game was a little tough for a road trip, but that's a that's for another another podcast. We'll do you know, you know, like because uh, I was I was gonna go on a rant for a little bit, but I was like, the Seahawks win is what most people are here for. Exactly, but I mean, we could just like forget about the Seahawks win and talk about electric cars for the next half. What an is hour. what is your opinion on electric cars? I so think the they're I think they're great if you're, you if you have a charger at home and you're only staying in your city. It, it's the worst idea for a road trip. I'll yeah. say that. That's all I'll say so far in this day and age. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. I'm Sammy, and with me, as always, is my older brother, George. Your favorite place to be a fan of Seattle sports. Now let's get this party started. are you ready? I got ready, you're ready! Seahawks win, though, and we uh, have a hot spot on the iPad. We're watching the game here, and uh, one of those games like last week where I'm just, at some point, I was thinking... There's no way they pull this off, right? Like here, right at the end, after the Titans score, and I was like, two weeks in a row for a game-winning drive, uh, just feels like improbable for a team that has a lose, like had a losing record two weeks ago. But one week of Drew Locke, and then one week of Geno Smith, and we got our two game-winning drives. Um, it's a crazy way to put yourself in the, from six. What was it from? What were we? We were. Uh, we're now eight six and, and seven, seven now so eight six and seven. and seven, yeah. So from six and seven to eight and seven into the last spot in the playoffs as Minnesota loses. That's a crazy turnaround with two game-winning drives, with one with a backup, one with a starter. Um, kind of an improbable turnaround here, uh, but very tight turnaround. <laughs> very close margins. Uh, absolutely, and uh, I think I'm going to just have to give credit where credit's due. I know a lot of Seahawks fans, um, for some reason, which I think is like almost ungrateful like what about pete carroll and always about the coaching staff but honestly when you win games close in the fourth quarter uh, a lot of times that's co- coaching is the biggest x factor at the end of a game like that's what separates good teams from bad teams winning close games is quarterback and head coach and despite us maybe sometimes disagreeing with things that pete carroll does as seahawk fans which i think is kind of you know we need to appreciate it because it's gonna be a really long time i think until we have a better coach than pete carroll he's the best coach in franchise history like i don't know when we'll say oh the this coach is better than pete carroll like what is this now 50 years in the franchise 70 Eight so forty years. Oh, I thought you meant Pete Carroll. I was like, bro, I know he's old, but he's only been no. here for like twelve. Yeah, 15. Four, four, <laughs> forty years in the franchise. He's the best one. <laughs> Seventy years. So I was like, that's his age. He hasn't been coaching since he's, he's been the, coaching since he was born on the Seahawks. But uh, no, like seventy-four. So for fifty years next year, I think forty-ninth year, my year. All right. Yeah, forty-nine, yeah. fifty years. So this is like the time like this is the best coach we've ever had and it might be another 50 years before we have a coach that's this good well i think it's simple you you have the second best coach to most people i'd say it's probably mike holmgren because he went to a Super Bowl. Pete carroll's the best coach because he went to two and won one yeah to surpass Pete carroll in the future it's probably going to take winning two Two super Super bowls which is really tough yeah especially these days where people don't give coaches so much time and it's really hard to see a coach stay as long. I mean, if you think about it, I don't know where he is, but I'm getting guess Carroll's probably the third or fourth longest tenured coach in the NFL right now. 
Yeah, it's him. Um, Tomlin and Belichick. Belichick. Yeah, and Harbaugh. This is the same time. God, yeah, Harbaugh's been there for yeah. a really long time, too. But you just mentioned something very interesting. People complain about Pete Carroll. Mike Tomlin's was kind of on the hot seat before this one. People were saying, like, not on the hot seat, let's say, but they were saying it might be time for a, a mutual start. start. Bill Belichick, it might be time for a mutual fresh start. Um, we're talking about when you say it's really hard to hold a job, those guys were, are struggling to, like, be guaranteed their roles for next year, right? Exactly. You have Andy Reid, who's now won two Super Bowls with Mahomes, but before that... Did they win two? Yeah, Mahomes has won two now. Yeah, wow. Uh, they won two Super Bowls. Before that, he lost in a Super Bowl and couldn't maintain his job in Philly. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl in Philly and got fired. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's going to be really hard, like you said, in the future with how quick we are to change coaches. To have a guy that lasts... 10 to 15 years, wins two Super Bowls to ever surpass Pete Carroll. For our, now, there might be a coach that coaches with us that eventually becomes a better coach maybe than Pete Carroll. Yeah. Let's say, you know, uh, whatever. If we had a, a Belichick before he goes to New England, sure. But to have a guy that wins two Super Bowls in your franchise is very hard to find. So I agree with you that this coaching thing, it's really easy to, like, hate on the coach and blame him when things go bad. But then all of a sudden the narrative flips because, oh, we won the game. And it's like that's – Honestly, the last two weeks, like you said, it plays a big role of it is coaching and not just coaching like on field, like play calling, because Pete Carroll's not doing the, uh, right. the play calling on these last drives. But it's about also what he brings to the building, right? I think everyone was really hyped last week when they saw how Geno Smith was celebrating of Drew right. Locke, the backup quarterback, where a lot of guys would not be that hyped for the backup who. As much as Geno's job is secure, it's not like, you know, he's not he's not Tom Brady or Russell Wilson here who has, like, a guaranteed role for the next 10 years. It's interesting, the culture he's bringing, that these guys, and I know it sounds corny, and I've said it all along, and it always will sound corny, but it, it works with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, is he brings this vibe that people believe. Yeah, right? people buy into the whatever Pete Carroll's selling, right? Yep. Um, he's almost like a salesmen really but yep. they buy into his program they buy into the way he does things they buy into the always compete mantra and like you said bro you win games in the, what do you say in the fourth quarter can you win the game in the first quarter no can you win the game in the second quarter no can you win the game in the third quarter no can you win the motherfucking game in the fourth quarter <sighs> and just go crazy if you like that saying I'm sure it's Freaking, that one of those are going to drop today after the Eagles game had dropped. I'm sure there's one today that you're going to hear from Nashville to Seattle in full blast by Pete Carroll today. And on top of that, if you go to seattleontap.com, we have t-shirts with Pete Carroll's face that says, can you win the motherfucker in the fourth quarter? So seattleontap.com, shameless plug. The funny thing is that whole entire thing I said about winning in the fourth quarter, I was hoping like seamlessly you would plug the shirts after, like just like one of those seamless transitions, and it was, so great work there it was it was, it was, it was a it was a given in yeah. my eyes a uh, couple things uh i'm gonna say one negative just because i think it's important that we mention this the team needs to work on and we've been saying this is my one flaw of p carroll teams as much as he makes them believe it's a little bit sometimes two player empowerment they need to work on the discipline. Yeah, uh, uh -huh. The late hits that lead to like a touchdown for the other team. The DJ Dallas got ejected for swinging an elbow at somebody's did, face. Did not get ejected, actually. They said. Not, I, I saw him return that last kick. No, maybe it was just unsportsmanlike. Yeah, it was so just unsportsmanlike. Some of them are ejections or not. In general, it's like 
I don't understand why somebody would like why the team's allowing them to continue to have these mistakes. Now, trust me, it's fine once in a while, right? Like I get it. Once in a while, there's a little scuffle, but the fact that I expect every Seahawks game to have two or three unsportsmanlike conducts, it's a little too much. We need to like tone that down because if you don't have that game-winning drive today or the game-winning drive against the Eagles or whatever game it might be, there's a lot of times you can look back in the season and that unsportsmanlike conduct hurts your team. DK got ejected against the 49ers. Uh, you have uh, two of them today that you know were during big moments like in the second half. So those are the couple things we need to clean up like you don't want to lose a game that gets you into the playoffs or, or your first, the wild card round, you lose a game because somebody gets ejected for being dumb. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, it doesn't happen to I, other I teams as much. don't have to add too much to that because you kind of said everything that needed to be said there. I could say the same exact thing over in different words, but yeah. no need for that. Um, I do want to talk uh, here to, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter pod, but I want to talk about the Seahawks playoff chances. And it looks like we're in a driver's seat with only Pittsburgh and the Cardinals to play. Um, even like it just feels oh, like this is a very, <laughs> very, very good opportunity to go out in. And it's not easy to win both of those games. You know, against Pittsburgh, um, it's at home, so that helps. At least we don't have to go to Pittsburgh. And then against the Cardinals, the one thing, even though it's on the road, at least it's a semi home game in Arizona. We might be at that game. Um, and in general, but there's such a big Seattle crowd anytime the Seahawks play the Cardinals. So it is kind of almost like a semi-home game, but still the team has to go on the road and get on an airplane and sleep at a hotel room. Yeah, but I do think we do have – I'm trying to look at my photos because I think I screenshotted it. From last year? No. Uh, the easiest remaining schedules in the NFL are Seattle, Jacksonville, and there's two other teams. I can't remember. We're one of the four or five – oh, here it is. Uh, easiest remaining schedules among playoff bubble teams – the Seahawks, Jags, Broncos, Bucks, and Colts, and that's a good. None of those teams affect us because the Bronco, the Bucks are going to win the division probably. Yeah, that's all they're looking. Well, I mean, that's not all they're looking to do, but like they're not. I don't think there's a. We're more worried about the Saints, right? Yeah, uh, to catch up, right? Because right? uh, they're they're already leading the division. Seahawks are the other team in the NFC with the easiest remaining schedule in the bubble. Um, as much as we, the the only thing about that is we are the Seahawks, so um, we can go win games against. Uh, the Eagles and go win in the road in Tennessee, but we could also go lose to the Steelers. At the, home. Oh, I was going to go something worse. So who's the worst team right now? The the Patriots. We could also go lose to the Patriots at home. Yeah, That's just yeah, how the Seahawks are. I, I think you're going to say Panthers, but we already beat the Panthers. And I don't think anyone could lose to the Panthers. That's true. But it was a close game. I know they had a close game. Yeah, yeah. They, they. Oh, but it was Andy Dalton at the time too. That quarterback. Why was it Andy? Wasn't it? Wasn't Bryce Young hurt? No, Bryce Young was playing. Didn't you see he sl- he us. Uh, um, what do you do when you spike the ball? At- I'm talking about against the Seahawks, bro. Oh, against the Seahawks. Yeah, it was Andy Dalton. Yeah, I thought you were talking about right now. I thought you were like, yeah. No, no, against the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm yeah. not worried about what he did this yeah, week. I'm I just don't... saying, like, against the Seahawks, it might have been Andy Dalton. It was close. Um, yeah, we, we we are a team that, though, like, this. let's look at this game. First half, we look like one of the worst teams in football. Yeah. Like, you couldn't move the ball. Like, defense is whatever. It's just... Whatever it is, at the end of the day, maybe the talent's not as good as we think on this team, and it's like you said, the coaching's just good, and Pete Carroll makes them believe, and that's what it could be gets us these wins. At the end of the day, all we need to do to have a chance is win one out of the last two games with Pittsburgh and Arizona, and guarantee and, a spot of two, right? Yeah, of two. I it's I don't think it's act. Well, now that Minnesota lost, it is actually guaranteed. Okay, so yeah, win winning out two wins because there's no other. 
The only other way, no, because Buccaneers are going to win. I the guess division. the only way is if like I don't know. No, I don't think have, it's possible. Well, let me let me throw this out there real quick because like the Buccaneers are seven and seven, right? If they go. No, if they lost, if, yeah, if they went out and go nine and seven, the Saints went out, go nine and seven, and we're nine. The and Saints seven. are seven and eight. Are they seven and they eight? They lost on Thursday, so that made them seven and eight. Okay, so there's Fair no enough. possible way, I believe. Well, we have a loss. The only possible way would be the Bucks losing every game, and the Saints winning out. Yeah. So, but like, yeah. So there's no way there's a three-way tie between us, Saints, and Buccaneers. That was my question. I don't believe so. We have the Saints tiebreaker regardless, but okay. let me just look. Just yeah, to... I wasn't sure quite about that. I'm but... pretty certain with who wins guarantees. Yeah, we're not. The Saints aren't even. They're not even like above Atlanta or Green Bay or Minnesota. Okay, so yeah, winning so out, winning out, we're in. Yeah, because if Tampa Bay, unless Tampa Bay loses all three, and then we lose, no, sorry, the, they win is, all. Yeah. Th- yeah, there's no way. I yeah, think as we long as out, we win out, we're in. Yeah, I'm pretty certain. So that's good news. That's great. News. <laughs> All right, well, it is Christmas Eve, so I thought we'd just hop on a 10, 15-minute podcast. Oh, Give the people what they want. If somebody's bored and wants to watch some Seahawks content while others might not be doing it today because of the holiday, let's give the people what they want. I love giving people what they want, especially exactly. on Christmas. This is a little bit of a Merry Christmas present from to us. To you. To you. Merry Christmas to you and uh, your family and happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. We are celebrating Christmas with our family today. Um for our podcast on electric car reviews, uh, please sign up for our email below, and uh, we'll start giving you uh, electric car review podcasts. And you know what? Here, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna actually throw something out here. Christmas present, all right? A little giveaway. If you could, all you have to do is make sure either the YouTube channel, if you're watching on YouTube or podcast, screenshot it, send it to a friend, have them reply, "I subscribed," and the first person to do that and send it to us will get a free T-shirt from the store. Okay. Do it. Yep. I dare you. First person to you got to send it to us on email or how should they send it or tag Just us on Twitter anywhere anywhere on any social media account. Just hit us up. Show us that you got somebody else to subscribe. Yeah. Perfect to YouTube or, or podcast anywhere. Just subscribe to one of our channels where you can listen to the podcast. Okay, fair. Do it. Have, Merry Christmas. Love y'all. We'll do more than one. We'll do it to like four or five people if you send it. So if you feel like you're too late, you're not too late. Go send one. I like that. First five people. You know what we like to say, George? Hey, thanks for stopping by and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. We're found everywhere, by the way, at Seattle on Tap on YouTube. So youtube.com slash at Seattle on Tap. Uh, the podcast is look up Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. And then Seattle Tap everywhere else. SeattleOnTap.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, etc., etc. Only love fans. Y'all. I don't get it. OnlyFans. You, yeah, can watch, you want to watch the podcast on OnlyFans, <laughs> please message OnlyFans to give us a, a sponsorship deal. That'd be nice. Much love, and we'll be back soon. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Peace.